Sci-Fi for Me Radio presents Timothy Harvey, Jason Hunt. This is H2O. Roll that beautiful bean footage. We don't have beautiful bean footage. No, we do not. However, should you like to sponsor us? <laughs> yes. Um, well, not this one. As opposed to... As opposed to... <laughs> Arby's will never sponsor Zompocalypse now. We uh, we established that uh, a couple weeks ago when we repeatedly referred to the monster that the current one of the, the, the one of the villains of this final season of Teen Wolf as the Arby's monster. Oh, so yeah, there we've sort of burned that that sponsorship bridge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Welcome everybody to uh, this episode of H2O. My name is Jason Hunt. I am Timothy Harvey. And a couple of programming notes. This is. The anime episode. We have been promising Ray for, what, a year and a half now? <laughs> two years? Uh, and it's probably not going to be the anime episode he was hoping for because well, no. I have not had time to do any kind of prep at all. No. Uh, um, my... not, like I had, not like I wanted to. So it's just been one of those very busy, dog-ridden days. Weeks, months, so. If for those of you who don't know, Jason has a menagerie in uh, his house now. Not only does he have the in, intern without portfolio, um, but he also has. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know that the intern without portfolio would appreciate being being considered I part am of the very zoo. Very close to her, and she can hit me. She can hit me at this point. Um, like literally, she could like. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, lean it in, lean it in. Oh God! Um, but there's there's three cats and a dog. And... The ca- well, the cats uh, the cats are fosters, right? So they're not here for ever. I don't know how long they're going to be here, but uh, <laughs> had a friend in need, and so like, yeah, sure, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but life. I mean, the last mm-hmm. the last two months. You talk about your your day job being a little crazy right now. Mine, the last two two months, has just been slam bang theater all the time. Right. And it's just you know, I've got one client, a uh, video production client, who's oh, we need this, we need this, we need this. How soon can you get? Right. What about? Can you do? Yes, I can uh, see if I can fit it in. <laughs> but see, a lot of work is good, though. A lot of work is good, yeah. I mean, it, it pays the bills, mm-hmm. which is always good. <laughs> it's useful, yeah. Um, I actually managed to pay my rent on time hey! this time. Hey! Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, so so uh, it, it will be a little bit of a thin discussion on anime. And my from my perspective, it's probably going to be more retrospective mm-hmm. than than anything else but um i do want to tease a little bit dan handley uh posted uh, that he had just watched death note mm-hmm. on netflix right yeah and has thoughts the some of the reviews i've read have been relatively positive if you're coming in from <clears throat> excuse me if you're coming in without knowledge of the multiple formats that mm-hmm. it has been done in already. This right. is very much a Western version of the story. Yeah, but I've seen a lot of negative as well. I've seen, well, I've I, seen I, this should not have been done this way, and they've turned it into a teen emo 
angsty drama. Well, and I think of... that we're we're looking at a translation error here, and yeah. I think that unfortunately, that with a lot of a lot of Western adaptations, you know, oh, I don't know, Ghost in the Shell, <coughs> among other things, <laughs> or or even just something where you've got like Eon Flux, which right. was Western animation and sort of in a in a in a very stylized that certainly was influenced heavily by anime. But even when they you made know, the movie, when I when I watched <laughs> Eon Flux when I watched the cartoon, oh, yeah, uh-huh. I always you mean got back a when sense, MTV played music videos. Uh, yeah, I got a sense <laughs> of heavy metal more mm. than anime. I mean, it felt it felt well, sure. more like some of the some of the goth mm-hmm. rock segments. I think there's I think there's there's a lot of that there too. Uh, but I think that if you look at a lot of the facial design, mm. um, a lot of the a lot of the costume design of that. I think I think you would. I'd actually, you know, we have to go look it up specifically. But I think you could argue very heavily that it is inspired by a lot of of the the anime. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, look, yeah. But, but you look death, at the movie. Death Note. Yeah. You know, well, so I that's think, true. I think I think with something like Death Note, it the core of Death Note's story can be anywhere. Unlike say Akira, which. An American version of Akira is so problematic. <laughs> a terrible be- idea. Because it loses the context. Oh, yeah. That a Japanese version of Akira well, has just it, built in because of his- actual history. So. Yeah, and a lot, of the co- uh, a lot of the comments that I've seen, a lot of the negative comments that I've seen about uh, Death Note has been the context. Mm-hmm. The context is lost. Yeah. So, but yeah. So Dan is going to write up a review mm-hmm. of the Netflix adaptation because he's actually seen the the anime, so sure, he's got right. a basis for comparison. Um, as far as Akira goes, uh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little disappointed because Sunday night here in Kansas City, the Al- Alamo Draft House mm-hmm. is going to run Akira on the big screen, oh. and I so want to see it, and I'm not going to be in town. I was like, ah, oh, ah. <laughs> oh. Well, oh. if I can get a chance to get over and see it, um, I don't no, know if I... Should. Wait a minute, Sunday night? Sunday night. We're recording Sunday night. We've got Zompocalypse now Sunday night. Uh, well, see, you know. All right, we, um, one of our staff needs to get over there and watch it. Well, she's going to be out of town, she tells me. And then, so that just leaves you and Dustin, unless Curtis is, Curtis is back. Is Curtis back? I haven't heard from Curtis. Uh, I'm not sure if Curtis is back or not. Well, all right. He's someone else whose uh, uh, um, artistic life often pulls him yeah. away. So. Yeah. All right. Speaking of life pulling away, mm-hmm. my other my other programming note. Mm-hmm. This is our last episode, at least for the foreseeable future. I'm going to stick with for now. For well, I'll I'll give you for now for now. Mm-hmm. I, I there's I'm I'm not quitting. I don't don't you know the five of you who listen don't get worried, but. Um, it's actually a, a confluence of a couple of things. You and I have been talking uh, for the last, well, I don't know, three or four weeks. You brought up the idea that you know, with Zompocalypse Now focused so much on particular TV shows. Right. You guys are doing Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and Preacher, and right now you're doing Teen Wolf. There's not much of an opportunity to talk about other topics right. except when maybe one of the shows is dark. And you had the idea of doing – a solo show, just yourself as an extension, sort of the after show show. Right. Kind of a, you know, it's sort of looking at it sort of as a spin off because the, we have a lot of, one of the things that we, we notice, and you commented on just recently uh, through our, our you know, internal notes, is that there's, there's a limited amount of stuff we're doing with horror right now. Yeah. 
And that's just the realities of this is a volunteer organization. We are we 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 make the time we can make, and I think we're very very grateful, of course, for the folks who are five, five people and a moose. There you go. Yeah, five people and a moose. Yes. Yeah. You know. So so that that leads hey, me in. The, That's a mention the, from the chat because the we important are moose demographic. Streaming. We're live streaming <laughs> yeah. our as we record. So those of you who are who are watching mm-hmm. uh, on our Twitch channel, uh, or if you if you didn't even know we have a Twitch channel, we have a Twitch channel. Uh, right now, the picture looks pretty bad because we got the 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 only camera that the software will see right now. Um, but that's the other that's the other part of this. Besides, I think we're prettier this way. Uh, you're glowing a lot well, in this picture. So, <laughs> but but the, I have a very short haircut and I got a big forehead. That's all besides, glare, sir. That's not glow. <laughs> Well, because Ray's sign behind us is glowing, too. There's a little, you know, I'm, I'm backlit there. In front so. of I tell you what, let me do this. Let me turn this light off and see if that <laughs> helps. Because, you know, <laughs> maybe it does. All right, so. No, it's still. No. All right. Well, it's behind us. The, that's, there's a delay. Mm-hmm. But, no, no still, you're right. It's yeah. still, yeah. All right. So, anyway. So, um so you're, you've been talking about doing a solo show as a follow-up to Zompocalypse Now to talk about other topics. Yeah, to expand, to expand beyond what we're currently doing there. And I have, since we've started this push to, to develop more programming on the live side of things, mm-hmm. on Twitch, that involves you know equipment and software and, and things. And there are people that are wanting to host and produce these live shows, right. but they need to learn how to do it. And it's really difficult for me to teach anybody how to do it when I'm sitting here and, you know, because like we said, is, is uh, you know, is the camera working? Is Audacity launched? And, right. Like, you know, I'm trying to trying to produce and direct from here. It's hard to do. <laughs> so, uh, so this is kind of just, you know, a, a mix of elements that's right. kind of, it's kind of worked out. You want to do a show, and I need to take some time off to teach other people how to make the show. And it, can anybody see the cat? Yeah, he's in, he's in there in the corner. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are watching, Olaf. Yeah. All right. So, um, so what I'm going to do? I'm going to step behind the curtain, as it were, a little bit more, and teach other people. And I'm going to I'm going to still be hosting for now, uh, Triple Bites. Mm-hmm which is our Star Trek show on Tuesdays, but I'm going to be co-hosting that with Thomas, try to get him right. up to speed to do that. And then he can he can take that show, and then I can bring somebody else on for another show. We're going to get um, lots of new stuff yeah. that's coming uh, in the next few weeks. We're bringing The Grid back mm-hmm. for video game news. Jennifer Wise is going to host that. Um, and at some point, we're hoping to bring back Comic Con Carney. Which right. is our comic book news show. So a lot of things that we're that we're doing that we're developing programming wise, that I need to have my hands on, the backside of it, the the under the hood, inside baseball. Here's what buttons you push, mm-hmm. click this, switch that, and do whatever. And I can't do that from here. So it actually works out pretty well. Next week, are we going to do next? We're start next week. Yeah. The debut inaugural oh, first episode of the Tim mm. Harvey Show, which is, I do not like the title. Well, what are you going to call <laughs> I it? I don't know. It's the Tim Harvey Show. It's a talk show. It's the Gi- Tim Harvey Show. Giant Tim, Invisible Rabbits. Tim holds court. <laughs> oh God! Would be just <laughs> probably a little bit too pretentious, but uh, we could do that. Tim holds court. 
kneel before Zod. <laughs> so anyway, anime, anime. Well, I, your... I, I just want to. I just want to say that um, I view this as a hiatus because okay. this show came okay. out of you and I having these conversations and not recording them. Yes, I know. I, and I know. that's something that I don't think is going to stop just because we have these conversations anyway. And so I think that while with what we have in mind, some of the stuff you've developed, some of the stuff that's developing, um, getting on more on the production side is is a good thing. Mm. Teaching people to do this stuff is a good thing. But I also think that I, my preference is, is that it would come back um, H2O would be back as this thing we do um, because I think it's good. Well, I'm, and I'm a fan of our show. And from the technical side, those of you who, who may be wondering as far as your iTunes subscriptions or the links or the URLs or anything like that, if you're if you're subscribed a particular way, I'm just going to we're just going to keep uploading these the Tim Harvey show to that same mm-hmm. slot. So you don't have to. Subscribe to a new one or change your settings or anything like that. It's just going to be on our end. We're just going to, uh, to upload. We'll keep uploading to the same location so you don't have to search for it. Um, but, yeah, okay. I mean, it, 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 maybe a hiatus. We'll call it, yeah. I'll call it a hiatus for now. All right, so anime. What was your first... What was your what was your first, Tim? What My was your first, first Okay, anime? so there's two stories here. Okay. One is the Battle of the Planet story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is one of the Americanized versions. Yes. Um, which I think is the Battle of the Planets. And then G Force. G Force. And both of these are massively re edited from the original source material. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had no idea, of course, when I was a kid watching these. And this came over. This was the this was the early days of cable, very early days of cable. I was it was it that was it that late? Well, yeah, for me it was because we're looking at like eighty two, like eighty. I think eighty two is when we got. I think we got cable in the Harvey household in eighty two. Has cable been out that long, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like eighty two, eighty three, and. Uh, all of a sudden, there was this, this explosion of channels. And do you remember the original Nickelodeon? Oh yeah, remember how? Remember you can't do that on television. No, no, I'm talking like the first days of Nickelodeon, where they had no idea what they were doing. They were throwing all kinds yep. of bizarre stuff up. Yeah, they had a lot of animated stuff on the early days of Nickelodeon, and some of it was surreal beyond belief. Uh, there's one that gave me nightmares, and I was like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> but uh, so I got turned on by by the the you know G Force uh, battle. <laughs> The idea that you would actually edit uh, episodes and redo the voices to completely change what the stories were and to realize by the time that I got to be an adult and was able to figure this out, well, they would go back and look at the source, original source material and go, this is nothing like yeah. what I watched. What is going... <laughs> but it was cool because it's like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's like a reboot that was, mm-hmm. you're, you're rebooting back to the original... Yeah, it's based on a Japanese anime called Gachaman. Oh yeah, we didn't. I'm sorry. And uh, what what I noted the first time I saw it was uh, the fact that that one of the characters' name was Jason. Mm-hmm. Which hey, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And he and he was the cool one, right? He was the he was he the was rebel. The, you know, he was the rebel. And he had the rebel hair, the rebel attitude. And <laughs> the other thing that I noticed. Was that Mark sounded an awful lot like Robin? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, wait a minute. 
And then, of course, you know, you, you get older and then you hear, you know, I'm Casey Kasem. Of course. America's top 40. Like, Wait a minute. And then he sounds like he sounds like Shaggy. That's right. Wait a minute. It's like it's like a scene you in just, Cars. You discover your childhood is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're just using the same actor over and over again. What kind of a cut rate production is this? Yeah. I was like, hey, hold it. But yeah, it was it was fun to watch because uh, you know I built I built the Phoenix out of mm-hmm. Lego. Sure. Yeah. You know, I I did that. Um, and one of the things I liked about it is the is the mix of the cast, the mm-hmm. mix of the team. Um, and their abilities and whatnot, and the fact that Keop, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Keop was uh, uh, a cyborg, a robot, or something. And you had Tiny, who was this big, you know, football player guy. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was just nice to see they they weren't all of a type, right? Right. You know, there were there was a good mix. But and, it was fascinating to realize just how much the source material and the versions. That we got because it was really weird when I saw because it was for me it was Battle uh, Battle of the Planets first Battle of the Planets yeah because you had Seven's Arc Seven and then it was G Force right and, and G Force didn't have Seven's Arc Seven that right. was all brand new stuff that they added and so I'm looking at this going this is I don't remember these episodes yeah and things are weird and what's going on and then of course you know finding out once once you realize that this is a thing that happened because um, basically what they would do is the they would take the episodes and they would chop them up mm-hmm. and they would re-edit them and they would bring in new voice actors and basically assemble new scripts out of these things. And well, that's it, how that's how Robotech came about mm-hmm. because you had, I think, three, three of them. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Paul <laughs> Harvey show. Uh, that's a whole different thing. No relation, by the way. No. But we're we're just out reading the chat. We got to pay attention to this. A little we do. Bit more. We know. Um, but uh, Robotech was a mix of uh, three different ones: um, uh, Macross, and I don't remember the names. I've I've seen these these listed somewhere. Mm-hmm. But basically, there was just enough material on all three of them to combine into a series, and that's how we got Robotech. Um, I never watched Robotech. I didn't either. It was, was, I don't know if that was, if I, if that came out, it came out about the same time I was thinking, but I, I was never big into Robotech, Transformers, all the big robot stuff. I um, I wanted the people in the spaceships. Yeah. I think some of it was, it was interesting the stuff that made it over because there was a little bit of this stuff that was targeted at kids Mm -hmm. in the eighties. Now I got to went to college when I went away to college in 88 um, my ex-wife moved down from Michigan to be uh, to, to go to K-State with me, and we would go to the video store, the mom and pop video stores. Right. And this is when eighty eight, eighty nine was when in the mom and pop video stores, anime started popping up. Yeah. But here's the second first time story with anime. Okay. Is the stuff that was making it over in eighty eight, eighty nine was the adult anime, and when I say adult. <laughs> I mean, what on? Oh my! Yeah, we're not old enough to watch this. Yeah, and we had it's a, a series a called lot of that. the Overfiend, Legend of the Overfiend. Um, I can't say I recommend it. <laughs> the animation is interesting, but no, I can't. Re- but we we rented it and we took it home yeah. and we put it in the VCR, the VCR that we rented from the video store. 
for what the forty-five dollar deposit oh, or whatever yes. it was. Yes, I remember. Uh, oh. So it's such a different the technology. The, the technology leap has been so cool that you can actually have this stuff at home now. But yeah, uh, <laughs> we put it in the VCR, and it's me and my ex-wife, my girlfriend at the time, and a couple friends of ours, and we're like, "What? Yeah, what?" And then it was almost it was. It can was, you can, is it? Can was, you do that? Is that well, physically possible? There were, there were several things in the, that we recognized were not physically possible and oh. were certainly fatal. And in the course of the story, actually were. So it's one of those, but it actually was this weird kind of explosion. And it was a it was a reminder that one of the interesting things about anime, um, and that's all actually called hentai. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So, but it's anime is a broad term that inc- covers everything from stuff that is definitely aimed at children. All the way up to and including stuff that's aimed at adults and the very much in the uh, rated X adult category, yeah. and it's a whole. It, it, but it's it's a it's one of those cultural things where, for a huge chunk of the twentieth century, it was animation is for kids, right? Right. right. Um, even though if you go back and look at the original Disney stuff, the Disney films were not necessarily marketed just to kids; they were marketed to everybody. Mm-hmm. And Bugs Bunny wasn't just for kids. And, you know, this, I mean, certainly it became sort of the, it kind of became the, the, the mindset. It was a weird cultural shift right about probably about the 50s, 50s, 60s. And then up until probably the 90s, um, when 80s and 90s, when, when we started seeing a lot more adult stuff from out of the country. And, and by adult, you're meaning the grown up. Grown up, yes. necessarily. Because that was the thing is that certainly coming over with, uh, with, with the not safe for work stuff were the adult grown-up storylines and because culturally anime covers you know it's the the idea of of animation in japanese storytelling is certainly not just aimed at children and it's not right. just aimed at folks who you're sitting there and going <laughs> no um there's <laughs> there's everything and so it's it's actually been a really interesting way for if you're interested if you if you like animation and are looking for more storytelling that is in the uh, in science fiction, in drama, in comedy, in romance, yeah. um, in and very. I mean, comedy. Ro- there's a huge, huge part of it which is comedy romance. Um, you know, situational comedy, romantic comedy stuff in in Japanese animation. You know, and it uh, there was uh, Ron there, was, a, there or... was an anime that I watched. And I don't even remember the name of it now. Uh, it was a vampire type of thing. And Vampire um, Hunter D? No. Maybe? No, although that actually, you mentioned that. That's mm-hmm. actually, um, we we put a poll out on Twitch. Vampire Hunter D, this is from S.R. Jones mm-hmm. on Twitter. Vampire Hunter D, the old one, not Bloodlust, mm-hmm. is his one of his recommendations, followed by Cyber City 808. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that I one. Haven't, I haven't heard. Now, Vampire Hunter D, I have heard of. And this I've is actually, not the one that I've watched. I've actually seen the or the older version of Vampire Hunter D, and I was not aware there was a newer one. Yeah. And uh, over on Facebook, we put out a poll. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen. Uh, Naruto right, has, yeah. been, has been recommended. Bleach mm-hmm. is another yeah. one. Vampire Knight. Mm-hmm. Pet Shop of Horrors. I've not seen that one. I haven't either. I haven't even heard of these. See, I... I've not see. I've never been a big anime person. Well, you know, so, so it's you know some of the. I mean, I've seen Akira. Sure. And I've seen certainly seen some of the some of the anime influenced mm-hmm. shows like 
Young Justice mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but not I haven't really I haven't really gotten into anime. But you mentioned the rom the you know the rom com type stuff, mm-hmm. the physical things. One thing that I noticed in this one that I was watching was a lot of the the situational comedy bits mm-hmm. were exaggerated physical comedy. Oh yeah. And it, it, it almost felt like I Love Lucy type exaggerated physical right. comedy. Yeah. Like, okay. Hmm. The pratfall. You, know, you had the big, massive battle between the supernatural creatures and then, oh, you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bang. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. The tonal shift mm-hmm. in some of these shows is oh, yeah. very jarring if, you're, if you don't know what to expect. There is a... Oh, is it Dark City? I think it's called. Not the not the the really really fantastic Alex Proyas film, which I'm a huge fan of. But I believe it's uh, um, I believe it's called Dark City. But it's basically a uh, the world of demons and the world of men. It's basically it's a it's a buddy cop thing mm-hmm. where it's one cop's a demon and one cop's a man, and they have to come. They have to find out who's killing people, and it's it's a mix of of sex and violence and things like that with the occasional uh, dirty little old man character whose eyes like sure. get really big and animate, you know, the becomes the, the big circle anime eyes. Right. And you're like, this is so out of place, but it's not when you look at the, the, in terms of what the culture, that's just part of that exaggerated. Uh, it's, it's a way to make a point. It's yeah. a way to, you know, this is the bit where, you know, He's oogling the girl, yeah. and it's just—it's just like looking at the wolf stuff from the old Warner Brothers cartoons, where the tongue falls out. Oh, and, sure, you know, it's, sure. It's a—it's a—it's a visual cue that this is what the kind of the kind of joke is, or the or the. When I was in beat. when I was in college, and mm-hmm. I think I've told the story before. When I was in college, I was watching my my roommate and I were home from class. Mm-hmm. I was in the kitchen, and, and the TV was just on for noise, and Warner Brothers, the Looney Tunes stuff, was on. Mm-hmm. It was a Tweety and Sylvester. Right. They were in Venice. Mm-hmm. This is the one where they're in Venice. And, <laughs> of course, Tweety's on the front end of the gondola. Right, yeah. Sylvester's on the back end of the gondola. Mm-hmm. He's really <laughs> trying, to get to the, trying to get to the front of the boat by pushing on the boat, right? Right, yeah. Well, he slams into the bridge, drops into the water. And I, for whatever reason, I looked up and I, I was I was looking at the TV when this happened. And as he drops into the water, the sign on the bridge says "Ducka your head, Gina Lola Brigida." Right. Yeah. And I thought, I get that. <laughs> I get that reference. You know, it was one of those things. Where like when I was watching it as a kid, I never would have seen. Sure. It. Well, and you it, you almost had to wait until Animaniacs came back yeah. or, or not came back but, but hit the air it is coming back though uh, mm, I, uh, it is i'm just saying it's hard it's hard to bring this stuff back because tiny tunes uh. which was an actually really good show as far as cartoons go inspired because they weren't they weren't the the original warner brothers characters made young they were the next generation right and right. they were able to play off that and they had some of those episodes were really good but animaniacs was very much something that was aimed at there was certainly a level of humor there for the kids, but about seventy five percent of that show was aimed at the parents watching with the kids. Yeah, I mean, very few small children watching this are going to get the whole alone nurse bit. Um, <laughs> well, or Bill Clinton playing the sax. Yeah, there's so much you in know. there where it's just like this. It, this is so targeted. We have pay at for the, play uh, contracts. It's like what? What? Yeah, 
this is a kid show. Wait, it's it's obviously not. Yeah, so. and and I think that's something. Oddly enough, of course, it was it was put in of course the children's animation blocks, but it's the best part about that show for me. Well, besides Pinky and the Brain, oh yes, the 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 goof credit in the end mm-hmm. in the credit roll there was some there was always oh, yeah. some joke mm-hmm. and I I would tape the show so I could see that because of course it goes by so quick you right, have to yeah. hit pa- and you gotta time it you gotta win- you know exactly <laughs> when to hit pause so you get to that card <laughs> so you can read the joke it's mm. almost like nowadays it's uh, uh, Chuck Lorre's right in in slate on the on the back end of his his mm-hmm. shows when I when I started work at Borders uh, in Wichita in 1995. Yeah, that sounds right. 1995. Uh, wow. Yeah. And you've just heard from a cat off in the distance. <laughs> so in 1995, um, I had a friend of mine who was really, really excited that because I made friends with people I worked with who was really excited that I had the two cassette tape compilation audio music stuff for Animaniacs. Oh yeah, yeah. So she, she would like. She so had the soundtrack. Oh yeah, and she was like, "Play that again." Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you made friends with your coworkers. What kind of maniac are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another recommendation here. Uh, this is off of this is off of Twitter as well. Ned Stevens, uh, his 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 code uh, account, Ned the Zombie. Mm. <clears throat> so maybe he maybe he listens to your show. It would be nice. Uh, my first was Nausicaa. Mm-hmm. Followed by, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Arutsokidoji? Arutsokidoji? I don't know. I, uh, he's hoping he spelled it right. I'm right, hoping yeah. I said it right because this is not uh, this is not your usual thing. Um, let's see here. Well, okay, so one of the things that's interesting is that Dustin's kids, when we, when we go over to do records on Apocalypse Now, we are generally waiting on Dustin's kids going to bed. Because we're not going to watch The Walking Dead with the kids. And we're not going to watch Fear the Walking Dead with the kids. Dustin likes his children. He does not want to cause long-lasting trauma or that specific long-lasting trauma. Uh, the additional long-lasting traumas, he may want to do on his own. But that's not the, you know, we want... But the last stuff the kids are watching is usually anime. Because Dustin's an anime fan. And so, you know, we're watching... I don't know, two or three different series uh, that the kids are watching um, every Sunday night and other nights during the week as well. But it's, so it's in, this is stuff that survived and it stayed with. It's, a, it's ended up being one of those generational things where the cartoons that we got involved in as kids, you know, if you got into animation and got into anime, there's a, a huge amount of stuff there for you to dive into. And it's fantasy and it's horror. And it's comedy, and it's science fiction, yeah. and it's drama, and you know if you don't if you don't uh, uh, you may not be to your taste because some of it is some of it is very stylized. But if you look at something like Samurai Jack, or the Powerpuff Girls, or a lot of these things that were really really big hits, actually you look at a lot of this period, a lot of modern animation period that you're getting over on say the Cartoon Channel or, or Steven Universe. Oh yeah. Um, what was that one? Rick and Morty. Uh, no, what was that one that um, the uh, alien princess comes to Earth, guy uh, uh, guy comes to protect her, and they got a robot, 
and it's like this giant transformer thing that they're part of. It's a, it was a weird something. Hmm. I don't remember. But of course, you got Ben Ten, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Generator Rex. Sure. All this stuff. All, that, all, all this stuff. stuff. All, you all have, the Man of Action stuff. You wouldn't have had this stuff without that anime influence. or the influence yeah. of the anime. And I think that you get into well, the new Justice League action or Teen Titans Go. Oh, sure. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you. Or just the Teen Titans series in general that have basically mm. been on the air. Yeah. That's what has ended up. There's there's been an interesting thing, and a, it's, this is a good thing and a bad thing because the good thing is is that any exposure to additional cultures teaches you something, and mm-hmm. the fact that there is a this wealth of material that can serve as a gateway into another culture's entertainment, and it takes some adjustment because culturally there are certain things that Americans find funny that nobody else finds funny. We don't talk about Teen Titans Go. <laughs> Well, if if we talk about it derisively, maybe well, we I could. Think, I think you're not. It's like it's like Voldemort. You're not supposed to mention the name. Oh, uh, you know? uh, okay. So, but anyway, it's like because you know if throw, once throw a pinch of salt over <laughs> there. You know, Teen Titans go salt. You have you have to uh, you have to get into whatever the whatever the the intricacies intricacies. Thank you. The details of a, what a culture finds funny or scary or entertaining no. you know you look at like j-horror i am not frightened of small little girls with long dark hair um specifically but that's a cultural image that uh, pops up on a lot of japanese horror it makes me think there was an episode of mash and i don't remember uh it wasn't the final episode i don't think but it was i think it was in the last season of mm-hmm. mash uh where clinger finally asks Soon Lee to marry him. And she says yes, and they're making all these plans. And Klinger's mom has shipped her wedding dress Mm -hmm. to Korea. Mm -hmm. And Klinger's all so excited. Look, I got your dress, I got your dress. And he pops the box open, and she just starts bawling. He's like, what's the matter? I mean, it's it's a nice dress. She's like, you want to wear? You want me to wear that? It's like, what's the matter with it? He says, I can't wear white to a wedding, mm-hmm. you know, because over there, they wear white to a funeral, right? And it's anytime anybody talks about uh, cultural differences like that and, and stuff, I I always think of Klinger and Sun Lee. Well, because how old were you when you watched it? That was that was an oh yeah. Well, that's wow. that, that's a that's an early example of you getting. The difference, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that, when you have the kind of level of, or the depth of entertainment that you have with anime or or diving into any other cultures entertainment, you have to recognize that there are certain things. American comedies do not do well right. outside of Canada, England. And uh, Australia, and even there, they don't do all that great because the style of humor is different. No, but you know, for example, American humor is based on pain, the pratfall, the pie in the face. Right. right. British humor is based on embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ninety yeah. percent of Monty Python. Right. Yeah. So I mean, and that's and and we were a colony. It's not like we're like you know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's an easy one. So, but when you go over to to Chinese culture or Japanese culture, you're absorbing a lot of things that just we don't you don't initially have a reference for. Right. But was you dive into that, I found anime to be a gateway drug because I would get into watching, um, you know, 
Japanese horror or you know realizing that Godzilla movies were a Japanese thing and getting into the whole monster side of Jap- you know the monster right, movies all the of kaiju stuff yeah. and you get into the crime dramas of the of eastern film Chinese Japanese uh, the Koreas and you realize there's just, I mean you could you could spend I don't even know how long watching crime thrillers Jap- uh, you know oriental crime thrillers uh, Japanese, what was that? Uh, Cornball. Corn I was I yeah. my glasses on. Um, yeah, I would say that, okay, so so the, the message Japanese is... Japanese cornball relies a lot on pain, too, doesn't it? Almost to an unfunny extent, it seems to me. You know, I, and I would I would say that, yes, but I think it's... Jap- I found it to be a mixture of both um, physical violence and embarrassment... Uh, Physical violence, the the it, when it comes to emotional or an, an, any kind of sexual humor, embarrassment is the key. Yeah. And in terms of, well, but but you know, Japanese Japanese culture ended up with a certain amount of influence from American culture post World War II. And so I think it's an interesting blend of stuff. But no, you're right. I would agree that it does it does rely a lot on on pain too. So um, okay, so what we haven't even talked about Star Blazers. No, no, we have. All the various iterations. Have you seen the new version of that? Mm-hmm. I have not. I, I caught it. Oh, I don't even remember where it this was. Is, this is the, is this the new is animated new. version, or is this the movie the, that was... Well, there is the, the movie. The, the, the live-action movie. The live-action movie, which is really good. Um, the last 15 minutes or so, mm-hmm. you can definitely tell that it's not an American movie. No. Because there's there's a scene that gets stretched way longer than it should be would be in the states. Okay, but the but problem that, with that is that the current editing style in the states. Well, even 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 with is, the chop 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 is chop, even, a mouse on cocaine drinking coffee is the editing style for American movies. Yeah, even if Same. you have even if you have a mouse drinking decaf uh, and taking taking a Xanax. This still is really <laughs> long because I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I, I, it's time to cut. It's time to cut. Time to cut because it, it's something that's happening within the scene. Mm, sure, right. And it just takes so long. Mm-hmm. The pace just, you know, floor just drops out. Mm. Of it. But other than that, everything else is letter perfect. I was like, when the ship comes up out of the ground, I was like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to do this? Because that that's the key. Mm-hmm. That's the part right there because you know it's going to be CG. You know, it's going to be you know the computer thing. Sure, and right. How are how are they going to say if they can pull that off? Because uh, up until then, you know, you've seen the uniforms; they got the uniforms right, and it actually doesn't look like a Halloween costume. It actually right, yeah. looks like something you know they actually fabricated some really some really decent wardrobe. And when the ship comes up and the music hits, and it's you know it's Star Blazers, and it's like yes, they got it right. And I'm thinking, why can't the Americans do this? Why can't the Americans adapt if if because we are so wrapped up now in reboots and remakes and mm-hmm. adaptations? You see, yeah. James Gunn is going to do a new uh, Starsky and Hutch for Amazon. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a continuation of the series from the seventies. Can I just say it's a terrible idea? It even is though, terrible. Even though idea, uh, James Gunn is a terrible. fine, fine storyteller, and I have no indication one way or the other if it's going to be. Starsky and Hutch like Starsky and Hutch, or if it's going to be Starsky and Hutch like Starsky and Hup. 
which is the you yeah, know, the yeah. movie that we got. Yeah. I don't I don't want it to be like that. The, but they're saying, you know, James Gunn is going to subvert the genre like he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. It just that doesn't make that doesn't that doesn't make me feel well, good about but, this. But but again, we've talked about this before, and that is the fact that what is funny now, in retrospect, yeah, because of the culture, our own culture at the time, mm. or the tropes of storytelling, or all the different things that made a whole decade, couple of decades of popular entertainment have a very distinct feel, right? That has not necessarily aged well. Well, you've got CBS rebooting SWAT. And now See, you get Starsky and Hutch coming, SWAT. except SWAT's not going to be SWAT. SWAT's going to be, here's cops not trying to shoot kids. And and that's what it is. Well, that's cops, actually, cops as PR. Which is actually all a, always a good thing, by well, the way. Yes, can I just, but, can I just, we are against the shooting of the children by police on this. Yes, on this, yes. On this. but SWAT, <laughs> when SWAT was out in the 70s, yeah. SWAT was about cops catching bad guys. Well, but okay. And now it's the whole focus of the show is right. going to be Ferguson. Okay, it's but, that kind of a thing. But at the Instead same, of, it's a response to that. It's but not. I, but honestly, be I th- I, that's going to be okay because if you, if it you, depends on how they do it. Well, of course, it always depends on how they do if it. If they're heavy-handed it, about it, it's good writing. Good writing is always the key. Period. It does. I don't care what is what the subject matter is. Good writing is always the key. You can have a, you can have a very topical, timely, specifically targeted a specific issue as long as it's written well. Yes, I have no interest whatsoever in watching. Uh, the O.J. Simpson series that was on not too long ago. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I didn't. But you know what? Everybody who watched it said it was incredibly good. So they wrote it well, and the performances were great. I had no interest in watching it. But it either. worked for audiences and critics because it was well done. Yeah. So you look at something like, okay, Starsky and Hutch, Emergency. You couldn't do a version of Emergency now that would resemble the version then. Sure you could. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, you uh, could. Okay. Chips. Leaving aside the movie, right? <laughs> you couldn't do a version of Chips now that resembled that thing because no one is going to watch a show and take it seriously if you have two motorcycle cops who never fire a gun. Now, many, many police officers go through their whole careers without drawing and firing a gun. Right. But in terms of how we view entertainment, the idea that you would have a cop show where nobody gets shot. Well, and I'm going to say it's, it's got to be... not going to work. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, note for note an exact copy. No, no. You know, there is going to be but finding, the adjustment. But, but you have to recognize that some of it those... It's finding that sweet spot. Yeah, and, and some of them I don't think are just... Says, good writing ages well, too. Exactly. It good does. writing always ages well. But the problem is, is that so many of these shows, we're nostalgic for this age group. Mm-hmm. The 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, there's like four decades... That these that are clawing, apparently, mm-hmm. out of the grave in Hollywood, going, we must make a reboot of this. It's well, like I've, so, I've no, told you, what you my, I've told you my theory mm-hmm. is the people that are running Hollywood right now are our age, right, yeah. and they don't want to feel old. But the problem and is, so they're going back to everything that they watched during their 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 childhood and saying, oh, I remember this. This sure. was so cool. Let's do a new one. But and they miss. What made that show work in the first place? Yes, and and okay, you want to see a, for all of its We've completely weird. I know, but I'm, I'm going to try. But and anime, bring, anime. I'm does going to bring the same it back thing. around. Well, right, okay, uh, the Godzilla movies. Yeah. Okay, there were two Godzilla movies that came out relatively recently, and I say recently, within like the you know the last mm-hmm. ten years, uh, and we had the we had the American Godzilla movie, and there was a Japanese Godzilla movie, and both of them hit different beats. And we're focused on different things. And oddly enough, I 
even though the Japanese film is made by people who really know the subject, and there was nowhere near enough Godzilla in uh, the American version, yeah. I actually like the American version better story-wise. And, I mean, that's, you know, right. feel free to disagree with me on that. But what's interesting is that both of them were taking a new look at an original, or you know, old material and finding different ways to tell a story. But both right. of them took it seriously. Both of them, even in the context of, of some of the sillier aspects of Godzilla, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they took, they, they took the telling of the story seriously. And when I hear things about them giving us... You know, uh, David Hasselhoff wanted to do a Logan-esque version of Knight Rider. And I think to myself, I may have lived too long. <laughs> because I don't, you know... Well, was it, wasn't Justin Lin doing a Knight Rider reboot for Machinima? They're supposed What's to be, yeah. Uh, there. I think, well, yeah. Oh, I, th- well, I think, because what ended up happening was that Hasselhoff went to somebody and said, you know, I want to do this, this, you know... I don't even know how he would do that. Actually, no. I can think—I can think of a lot of terrible ways to do it because I have that kind of broken head. But apparently, he was told we already have something in development, and you can't be you a know, part of it. If you did, if you did a Logan type of story with Michael Knight, again, this goes back. If it's written right, yeah. If you, if you write the, if you write just the right story. You could do it. Well, see, here's the pro- here's the problem with some of these things is that they are they are really fit into a specific time and place. This is leaving leaving us leaving aside any any um, uh, historical cultural things that that some of this stuff can trigger. Um, shows like Dukes of Hazard or Knight Rider or any of the shows that were based around cars. Uh-huh. Car culture is done. Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Okay, well, not less so, cause, but yeah, to, to a degree. But the shows that were built around a car, the car was actually a character. You know, think something like the General Lee or Kit or whatever whatever show it was. And those are the two that just pop into my head. My mother, the car. That's a going back a little further. <laughs> but we don't have that car culture anymore. We not are, as much, no. I mean, certainly there, there's an audience for folks who, there's certainly there's shows on television about cars. Mm-hmm. But... Those things hit a specific cultural time, the time of the Corvette, the yeah, time of the Trans Am. Trans Am. That, was, that was a moment in history. It doesn't exist now. That's not, that's not here yeah, anymore. Because all cars look the same now. When you got, you know, uh, SUV, once the SUV came along. Well, that's when you do the off-road Knight Rider. See, the problem with Knight Rider... Knight Rider off-road. <laughs> Knight Rider 4x4. <laughs> the problem with Knight Rider is that all you have to do is say, Siri... And it loses. I mean, the whole thing goes out the window, and that's yeah. and that's kind of the problem with show, some shows. You have to change the premise of the show so much to make it fit the modern world. And and if you don't, it ends up being, it ends up being pure nostalgia. And it's one thing. Okay, so there's a new version of Murder on the Orient Express coming out. Right. 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 The cast is amazing. It looks gorgeous. Ken Branagh's directing it. He's got an amazing kind so of terrifying. Be very Shakespearean about it. Well, it kind of it's okay. It's like the Christie. You can you can get sure, away with that. Sure. And it looks the trailer looks beautiful, and I'm hoping it's really really good. But Agatha Christie stories, Sherlock Holmes stories, uh, 
film noir detective stories, this stuff is is a specific time in history. It's a it's a window yeah. that you can look at, and and if you're playing in that sandbox, everybody gets it. There's a lot of sh- visual shorthand. Yeah, the '70s have that too. The problem is, is that so much of what we watched on television in the '70s was terrible. It was great for us when we were kids. Speaking of which, have you watched The Defenders yet? I have not. Third episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's the third episode. Yeah. No. Um, fourth. Was it fourth episode? How many How many episodes did we get for press? We have four. Okay. So yeah. I think. Yeah, no, it was third episode. Third episode, there's a Citizen Kane moment. <laughs> it is flawless oh excellent is it the, um, is it the a, tracking shot it's a camera yeah it's oh, the tracking excellent. shot through the neon yeah, yeah, to the window yeah, yeah the skylight uh-huh. yeah they duplicated that shot oh, it, it was so funny because i was sitting there i was watching and when the camera started to move toward the neon I'm like, wait a minute and then it went through the neon and then to the skylight and i went have you seen the movie have you seen the movie dead again kenneth Branagh, emma thompson is that the one where they wake up in each other's bodies after being dead? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. It, I, it, it's a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the film. It's very much inspired by 1940s storytelling, Citizen Kane. Yeah. It's, got, it's, it's, it's Brana's love letter to Orson Welles. Ah, okay. And, but, again, so much of that stuff is, is tied to a specific time and place. 70s TV... Early '80s TV. There's a reason we're calling what we're watching now like the golden age of the the new golden age of television. Right. It's because we went through the dark age of television <laughs> and we grew up in it. We were like, we love this stuff. This stuff is not aged well. No. I mean, there's a lot of the. There's a lot. Hi there. <laughs> <clears throat> there is a lot of uh, great television that was great when I was a kid. Yeah. The first V miniseries. We, you know, we just sat and watched that the other day. The original miniseries, the original miniseries. is still genius. Yeah. The second miniseries? The final battle doesn't hold up as well. No. Because, and, well, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because the whole thing with the kid yeah. wasn't supposed to be there. Right. Because uh, Kenneth Johnson didn't get, well, he got, apparently got kicked out yeah. of his own project. Well, but then you go look at the television series. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So the the interesting thing about... <laughs> the cat has opinions. The cat must be heard. Yeah. The cat definitely has opinions, yes. The <laughs> <laughs> What a way to go out, right? The cool thing, <laughs> it just seems appropriate. The cool thing about about anime and and animated films in general is that they really do especially for American audiences. There is such a, a depth and breadth Depth and breadth to Japanese uh, animation. <laughs> hi there. <laughs> you are just. Too... This is this is Olaf. Say hi to the kids at home, Olaf. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the the fact that it's out there, the fact that there's all this stuff to dive into. Some of it is, and it's for every age group. If you, depending on what you are interested in, there's something for you. Well, and and did you watch the 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 ten minute little piece that Ray sent? Uh huh. Uh, on Studio Ghibli mm-hmm. and their world building yeah. and stuff. So yeah, it's it it is definitely. <laughs> <this> cat. <laughs> <laughs> See now the funny part is, 
the people who are just listening to the podcast, they oh, have yeah. absolutely no idea what they miss. So you're going to have to go back twitch.tv slash sci-fi for me. Uh, we, I, we, I think we're, we'll post it on uh, YouTube as well. My so next, you can my, see the, the next video. episode, the, the first episode of mine will be my co-host, <laughs> the cat. The cat. My, my co-host, the cat. That's, that's, you know, that's not a bad, <laughs> not a bad show, show title, isn't it? My co-host, the cat. Coming soon. Uh, coming this we'll fall put, on Netflix. We'll just put all off on the table. <laughs> so a little, you know, a little bowl of food. Yeah. So you can stay there. And yeah, right. we'll get more views than if I do it on my own. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's a cat, cat video. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not dumb. I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, so wow. okay. So um, if you had to recommend two anime shows for oh, people wow. who are so, new to anime, we've got we've had a bunch of. A bunch of other recommendations from other people. What would you tell people to watch? Um, and that's tough because you have so many different versions. <laughs> Hello, Olaf. Cat's back. Um, okay, so Naruto, uh-huh. I would recommend. And, of course, I'm always going to go with Akira. Oh, absolutely. Um, and if you if you have not watched Akira, it is, and I'm talking the animated version. Get the, the original. Go go watch the movie. Go read the, uh, go read the manga. Yeah. It is... It is storytelling that actually is about something and it's really really good writing but it's also beautiful animation it's a scary story in terms of what it's really talking about yeah and i think it's so well done hi um i have a cat in my lap it's very nice (laughs) but the you know it's 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 storytelling that matters and that is ultimately why an american version terrifies me yeah. Because they're gonna get it wrong. Well, yeah, but I don't, I, I don't well, care see, the talent was, involved. It's, and that was the, one of the worries that we had with the, with an American Godzilla, because mm-hmm. we knew what happened when they did it in '98. Yeah, it wasn't Godzilla, yeah. and then they said we're gonna do Godzilla again. I was like, wait, 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 wait! You can't do Godzilla without the nuclear thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole point of and, Godzilla. And, and they did enough of it that, yeah. to make it work. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, okay. So you, you have Naruto. You have Akira. Mm-hmm. Um, Akira. Mm-hmm. Um, Battle of the Planets. If you're going yeah. to go back, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, Star Blazers. Yeah. If you're going to go back that far, and and nowadays I think it's called, I think the new version is uh, Space Battleship. Well, the original name of the show was Space Battleship Yamato. Right. And I think the new one is Space Battleship Yamato twenty one ninety nine or mm. something like. That. They basically updated the whole thing. Visually, so it's the same kind. Of, they're they're basically telling the same story, but it's a brand new production of everything, mm-hmm. and it's and it's updated. It looks really good. the The animation's really clean, and you it all looks just slightly different from the original. Mm-hmm. But the ship is the same, so you know yeah. it's 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 there. But yeah, oh, we I also have uh, we also have uh, Pet Shop of Horrors and Ronin Warriors. Yes. So. Yeah, and no, I think I think the the good news is is that if you aren't familiar with anime, and again we didn't we talked we've been talking about the animation side of things, the actual you know the moving picture side. This doesn't even touch the manga, which of right. course a lot of this is the, this was the source material for a lot of really fantastic animated adaptations of it, mm-hmm. and some not so fantastic. Uh, there's been so many you can find like six or seven versions of the same source material. Uh, <laughs> in some of these cases, from, all from from people who really know what they're doing, and big debates on which one is better going on. Uh, well, it's like Blade Runner. How many different versions of Blade Runner are there now? 
1,263. Of which half of which Harrison Ford thinks he's human. (laughs) That, it was funny. I was seeing an interview with uh, 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 Villeneuve, Mm -hmm. the director of 2049. And he said that's a debate he did not want to get in the middle of because <laughs> Harrison Ford thinks one thing and Ridley Scott thinks the other. Oh. And I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> you, By the way, you would not have had Blade Runner without anime. Without anime. Right. That's a whole... Uh, yeah. You know, if we want to even... We, you could, we could spend an entire show talking about the visual aesthetic that was inspired by... Well, Anime. You're you're a you're a, a, a production designer. You're an art director. You're an art major. That could be a yeah, topic yeah. for your for this, the Tim Harvey this show. This could be something that we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, on that note, mm-hmm. uh, we will give you a little preview. So next week, you want to go at eight o'clock or seven o'clock? Because all the rest of the shows are going at seven. Oh, we'll, we'll give it. We'll give. Yeah. We'll. we'll all right. We'll figure it out. So next week, this time, this time, the Tim Harvey Show will debut, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll go for however long you talk. We got to, we got to, we got to put a timer to it, um, and then five at minutes some point, <laughs> At some point, maybe we'll be back for this show. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, hiatus. Uh, hiatus. Yeah, hiatus. All right. So those Chilling of you who have in. been listening with us. Uh, from the beginning, or if you've picked up throughout the throughout the time that we've been going, thanks very much for listening. Yes, and uh, and thank you for listening to this episode, and thank you for your recommendations for anime. Um, a new season of all of our TV mm-hmm. and t- well, uh, TV and podcasts uh, starts next week. We've got a new episode of Salacious Crumbs. We've got a new episode of Triple Bites. We've got the Grid coming back. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the Tim Harvey Show coming back. A new episode of Zompocalypse Now. Right. And Labor Day weekend, so it's all going to be a big, massive pileup of stuff. So uh, <laughs> if you have a comment you'd like to share with us over on our social media, you can do that. And uh, as always, we do ask that you share. And if you listen on iTunes, rate us so uh, we actually know that anybody is listening over yeah. there. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. My name is Jason Hunt. I am Timothy Harvey. Thanks very much for listening, folks. So this is H2O on Sci-Fi Radio. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio, copyright 2017, by Flaming Dog Media, LLC, all rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.